on the block on demand. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. You betcha on the block, ESPN Radio. You guys going to come hang at the Taste of Syracuse Friday and Saturday? Of course you are. The Summit Federal Credit Union Taste of Syracuse presented by Tops Friendly Markets is a coming, baby. We'll be there live 4 to 6 on Friday. Come on out on Saturday from 6 to 8 for another chance to register to go to ESPN Studios in Bristol, Connecticut with us at the Spectrum News Broadcast Tower. Or what do you say? You'd be Caller 5 right now. Right now, 437-7644, Caller 5. You will register for the chance to participate one week from today. We're going to be at Dave & Buster's Destiny USA, the Papa Shot Challenge. If you win, you will go to ESPN with us, Bristol, Connecticut, home of hot takes. What did the Knicks have? We cannot wait to go. I am so geeked about this, and you you should share in the geekdom. So call our five right now. Boom! You will register for the chance to participate in the Papa Shot Challenge. And the winner, oh yes, the winner, will come to Bristol with us in all the glory of ESPN in Connecticut. Speaking of ESPN, latest mock draft from Jonathan Gavoni. ESPN NBA draft expert does not include Tyus Battle or O'Shea Brissett. Now, Tyus, I think we kind of knew it's kind of that risk you take by coming back and getting into a whole new pool of candidates and international players and more and more players that are going into the draft but not pulling out of the draft at the deadline. And it's a shame to say, but, you know, when a prospect people have seen, been there, done that, know what he is, you're not riding that upside train. You're not a workout warrior. You're not one of these up-and-comers. Right? So that's unfortunate for Ty. It doesn't mean he can't play in NBA G League, straddling that line, can't be a professional basketball player of some sort. It just doesn't look like he's going to get drafted. Now, what we heard about O'Shea coming out of Chicago and the Pre-draft workouts. Uh, Tyus, by the way, worked out for the Atlanta Hawks. He's got like four other workouts this week. Uh, we'll track where O'Shea Brissett's going to be. My question is, and I'll keep checking in with the scout who knows, and we're getting closer and closer to the draft, but it's what we heard, and Wes Brown was on the show last week, our friend from NBAProspects.com, a guy that knows a lot of the Canadian players. He's based in Toronto. And what he heard based on workouts, based on everything, and obviously the draft is the final tale to be told here about all these players. Not the first time, won't be the first time, certainly not the last we hear about a player that could get drafted and doesn't. It just so happens to be a Syracuse player in this time, and it so happens to be a guy in O'Shea Brissett, that his stock has been all over the place. It went from, yeah, go test the waters, go check it out. Sure, why not? Come back, work on that stuff next year to... Now, wait a minute, this guy's getting some legit buzz here. He's in great shape. He's killing it in the workouts. Goes to the G League camp, and the best players from that camp get invited to the real combine in Chicago. He's one of those players. And then all of a sudden, eyes start opening, and you're going over notes, and you're going over film, and you're looking at it, and the old adage of it takes one team to like this guy. He heard enough to stay in the draft. Not to say it would be the right call because there's only 60 picks in the draft and there's 100-some-odd players that are going to be 
in the pool. Now, I'm not a math major, but I know that means not everybody's going to get picked. So if you are okay with that, you are okay with being a second-round pick potentially, and there's a lot more two-way contracts these days. The G League is being used more. If you are simply okay with give me an opportunity to be a professional basketball player, you will get that opportunity. If you want to be announced, you're certainly not going to hear Adam Silver say your name. If you want the deputy commissioner say your name in the second round, well, it's kind of Lloyd Christmas. You're telling me there's a chance. But just out of curiosity, and I, I want to get Gavoni on, and we'll get some more draft guys on as we kind of go down the road here, right? But let's just look at the back end of the draft where O'Shea or Tyus would go. And it's tough to compare positions, team need, all that stuff, but could you take, and I'll, I'll start at, say, the 45th pick. Let's just start with the 45th pick, and we'll work our way down here. Slated in the 45th pick by Jonathan Gavoni is uh, Tremont Waters, point guard LSU. Would I take him over, in this case, Tyus Battle in a guard position? Yeah, I would. He, I would take over Tyus Battle. The Magic, at 46, also take a point guard. They take Pons from St. John's. Now, is Tyus going to be a point guard in the league? What is his natural position? Has he worked out the hitch in a shot? And all these things that people have questions about, which make you go to the next name on the list. Because we're getting into the territory of, I may have seen these guys once or twice in college. You may have seen these guys once or twice in college, either if they played Syracuse or you happen upon a game on ESPN during the college basketball season. But now we're getting into the international guys. Now we're getting into the, uh, who is Paul Eboa exactly? And where is Rosetto? Jalen Lacue from Brewster Academy. I know Nas Reed is certainly from LSU. I know who King is from Oregon. Mayi Ani from Yale. Can't say I've watched a lot of Yale basketball, so I can't really critique the Boston Celtics for taking him over O'Shea Brissett because they're kind of in the same territory. Zylan Cheatham from Arizona State. I've certainly seen Justin Robinson from Virginia Tech. Would I take him over Tyus? I guess it depends on what my roster looks like and what I'm looking for. Then you get where the 54th pick for the Sixers. Quindary Weatherspoon from Mississippi State who people look at Tyus and say he's an older prospect. There's an older prospect right there. This is a spot Tyus could go. Quindary Weatherspoon, guard, he's 22, almost 23, Mississippi State. Jalen Horde from Wake Forest goes 55th to the Knicks. The Clippers take Jalen McDaniels. It's kind of a combo forward from San Diego State. The Pelicans, who of course are going to take Zion Williamson number one, but here at the 57th pick, take Jordan Bone. Another guard from Tennessee, like all the guards that are ahead of Tyus. And I just want to know, I'm not being facetious, I, I want to know from the experts what makes him a better pick than Tyus. Now we're getting into some international players I've never heard of. Oh boy, let's play that game. Can Brent pronounce this correctly? Nikita Mikhail Ovaski? Did I get that? That is I got correct. That? Nice. Uh, he's an 18-year-old guard from Saratov. And then with the 60th overall pick, I don't think they necessarily call it the Mr. Irrelevant in the NBA, but Yovel Zuzman. Did I get that? We're unsure about that. I don't have an I don't know button. 
So we'll just have to go with maybe, perhaps. I got that. Right. You know, there's validity in that opinion. From Tel Aviv. So point being, O'Shea, Tyus are not showing up in the mock drafts from the guys that do the work. Talk to general managers. Go to these combines. Work on this stuff all year. Whereas that run of players, certainly not on this far end of the draft, but in recent years, the Syracuse guys that surged up the ranks, you saw them show up in first rounds. You saw Tyler Lydon, a lock in that first round in that kind of 20 to 32 range, and that's where he went. You saw Malachi Richardson, Dante Green, Tyler Ennis. It all depends on what draft you're in, and every player is different. I hate this is not an apples to apples comparison here, but you got to be in this one. Like, if you think you're going to get picked, like, I don't think that Jonathan Gavoni is going to be 100%. Nobody is. But I don't think he's going to miss on that. If the buzz was there, if he's talked to enough people that one or two or both of those names was going to go, I think we would start to see it by now because the trend with, and again, not fair to compare players in some ways, but the buildup, the buzz, the workouts, everything in between, you start to see the name pop up. Like Think of the mountain both these players have to climb. Like What can you do in the next three weeks? You have got to go to a workout. This is more O'Shea than Tyus because everybody's seen Tyus. You're going through the process again with workouts to check on things. Have you worked out? Which can work to his advantage. Like when you went, when you went through the process last year, if you're Tyus now, and NBA teams are taking notes and they're looking at him and where he fits, what his game is like. So you start to ask questions. It's like bringing in that car again. Well, last time we looked at your car, we didn't quite have to work on this, but this time I think we have to, right? Did you work out that hitch in your delivery? Are you, how's your you go through the list, right? Whereas with O'Shea, like he's got to come in and build on the buzz that was there in Chicago. Okay, you got my attention, kid. Now, why should we put you on the list? Why should we work you out? What is it about your game that we didn't see in you know the six months of scouting we did at your games? There's NBA scouts at every Syracuse game sitting courtside. What did we miss then that now, with the draft a few weeks away, I should put you on my radar? But if you're not showing up on the main lists here, and they're not everything, there's, there's no, no process is perfect, no process is 100%, but... The trend I've seen in the last few years is you got to show up on this one. So if O'Shea or Tyus or both get drafted, all I'm pointing out is they're going to break a trend here, which would be good for them. And it's not to say they won't get a shot in the Summer League and the G League, some sort of NBA opportunity. But you want to get picked. You want to get picked. You want that name to show up. You at least want that. It's, it's an honor to be picked. And as it stands right now, the temperature here on June 3rd, the likelihood of that, not good. Doesn't mean they won't get picked. Doesn't mean they won't play in the league. Doesn't mean they won't play where they want to play. Because I'll get all the snarky tweets. Hey, you're going to be a G League guy. Yeah, you know what a G League guy is? He's a paid professional basketball player. What do you do for a living? Because I'd like to do that. that. That sounds like a pretty good gig to me. Let's break on that note. We will come back. Ten question blindside. On the way. Next, though, an intriguing Hall of Fame candidate in the College Football Hall of Fame. Always brings up an interesting conversation. Here's a hint. He's a Syracuse player. Stay right there. (laughs) 
This is On the Block with Brent Axe. Welcome back, kids. You're on the block, ESPN Radio. Can't tell you about it enough. It's happening this Friday and Saturday. It's the Summit Federal Credit Union Taste of Syracuse, presented by Tops Friendly Markets. We're taking this little production on the road, live 4 to 6 on Friday. Saturday, 6 to 8, special chance to register for our trip to ESPN, Bristol, Connecticut. Come see us at the Spectrum News Broadcast Tower. Say hello. Bring your dollar bills, dollar dollar bills, y'all. Samples everywhere. Some of the best live music, local live music that you can hear. It's one of the best collections of live local music of the year. It is the Summit Federal Credit Union Taste of Syracuse presented by Tops Friendly Markets. Friday, Saturday. You know it. You love it. You'll be there. Say hello when you're there. Let's do the hot take thing. We've got a hot one for you. Oh, you're hot. Why, thank you. So are you. And I'm not afraid to cry. So hot. So hot and hot. Man, it's hot. How hot is it? It's so hot, I poured McDonald's coffee in my lap to cool off. (laughs) It's time for hot takes on the block. It's not so much what Roger Goodell said in Buffalo today. It was more what he didn't say. So Roger Goodell, every year, God bless the man, plays in Jim Kelly's charity golf tournament. And Jim Kelly's charity golf tournament is a who's who of, I mean, Goodell plays in it. John Elway, Dan Marino, current players, certainly a lot of current Buffalo Bills play in this thing. It's it's a big deal in Western New York. So Goodell was there. Naturally, Goodell got asked a number of questions about a number of things. And he brought up that they might get rid of the four preseason game thing, which people have been crying for for many, many years. So I guess better late than never on that. A few other league things. But then as it tends to come up, as the Western New York media wants to know, as they should, what the Bills have to do stadium-wise, right? So Ralph Wilson Stadium, now known as New Era Field, of course, built in 1973. They should a major remodeling a few years back which kind of held off this talk of either you build a stadium or you don't. And remember, the Pagoulas had just bought the Bills, and the Toronto threat was there, and the thought of the Pagoulas buying the team, investing $5 billion in the team, making these investments, making these restorations, making these improvements to the stadium would hold off this discussion of the National Football League moving the team. But what Roger Goodell did not say today, is what stands out to me. And he said all the right things about how, and I'm paraphrasing here, you can look up the quote yourself, but it was basically how Terry and Kim Pagula are doing all the right things and you've got to remain competitive. And Roger Goodell's milk toast. He just says the same stuff all the time. He never really moves the meter one way or the other. But I went through the transcripts. I read it. I watched the videos. I listened to the radio interviews. Here's what I didn't hear. Guys, let me tell you something right now. The Buffalo Bills are not leaving Western New York. Period. End of story. The Bagulas bought this team. This team is staying here. Remember, Goodell has Western New York ties. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is he from Jamestown or lived in Jamestown? He he has Western New York blood in him. But the NFL being what it is, it is kind of the harsh economic reality of think of what the NFL has become. Think of the stadiums they're building. Okay, Think of the stadium 
that Vegas is going to have. The Las Vegas Raiders when they go there. Think of the unbelievable facility that the Rams are going to have. I mean, I have heard stories about that. I have seen specs of that. That I can't even describe to you what a palace that thing's going to be. Jerry World in Dallas is kind of the standard here. And then you look at Western New York. You can't build one of those in Buffalo. You just don't have the resources. And then you're getting into state money and the discussion about whether state money should pay for stadiums. And so Goodell didn't say what I wanted him to say today. And I understand why he didn't from his perch. But it just goes to show you that loyalty through how many years of not being in the playoffs, and for as I've stated a hundred times on this show, the amount of times in a sane world that I should have bailed on being a Buffalo Bills fan or any sane human being should have bailed on being a Buffalo Bills fan. The Bills make me wanna all the mismanagement, all the bad moves, the bad drafts, the bad trades, the bad general managers, the bad teams, all the bad football I've watched. I'm like, why do I put myself through this? Any rational person on the outside looking in is like, why are you sitting here torturing yourself? That's something I can explain to my therapist some other day, but I will be a Bills fan until the day I die, and then I will be a Bills fan wherever it is I go from there. It is ingrained in me. It'll never leave me. And I am one of many. Think of what Buffalo Bills football means to people in Western New York. And I'm not saying that should be the reason you keep the team there. I get the modern economics of it, but the way that Goodell and the owners make it sound like having these new stadiums is what is the fan experience should be all about. It's like, no, it's what you want. It's the revenues that produces and the money that goes in your pocket as a result of being one of 32 franchises in your club, and I understand that. But football really means something to people, and I look at some other leagues, or some other teams, pardon me, in the league, some other cities that have these stadiums and have these teams, and people do not give as much about the team as they do in Buffalo, and it just goes to tell me, like, what do you want? Ralph Wilson Stadium, New Era Field, whatever you call it, it's fine. It's not one of the most modern stadiums in football. But, see, here's the thing about Bills fans. They go to the game for the game. They love to tailgate a little bit beforehand. Perhaps you've seen some of the videos that come out after Sunday tailgates. Bills Mafia knows how to do it up. But, see, the Green Bay Packers may have this... Now, modern version of Lambeau Field, but you know why they go to that the football? Like There's still markets that go to sports for the sports, and Buffalo's at the top of the list. So this whole discussion and everything you will see Roger Goodell say is not about the people of Western New York. It's not about the fans of Western New York. It's about you and your group of 32 that want to continue to up the profit margin, which, again, the National Football League That's hot. continues to do in the billions of dollars every year. And just when you think the NFL has found every possible way to squeeze a dollar out of something, they find more. And God bless them, this is America. But I just don't like this stance he takes when he gets asked about this. And it seems he leans a little heavier on Terry and Kim Pagula every time he discusses this. The lease in Erie County is up in 2022.
And I just look, maybe I'm naive. I understand how the world works. I worked for the Bills for three years on the radio team. I, I get the economics of everything. I'm not naive to it. But what I know is that almost more than any market in the National Football League doesn't need the modern amenities. They don't need all this stuff that some of the other markets do. They just want a football team. And they will support that team rapidly and as passionately as any team, as any fan base you will see in all of sports. And I guess I just got to ask myself, does that still matter? Because I'm not sure it does. I'm not sure it does. All right. Rant over on that one. Now, I don't know what to do about this. Because I guess I'll say spoiler alert. So if you are following the James, is it Holtower? Like, I'm not huge into this, but I understand a lot of people are really following this. The Jeopardy guy, okay? I'm just going to say spoiler alert. And I'm going to give you a chance to back away here. I would never tell you to not listen to the show, but if you're following path of one James Holtzhauer in real time and don't want to be spoiled like it's an episode of Game of Thrones, here's your warning. Okay, everybody else still around? He lost. My man went down. He lost. Now, Jeopardy doesn't air until 7.30 p.m. here, but it has aired in other parts of the country, so the story's out there. He went into today. Now, they tape these things well ahead of time, right? So they know, but people were following it in real time in when the shows air. He entered play $50,000 behind Ken Jennings' record for the most money won all time. Jennings won 74 games. This guy was approaching the money record in 34. But he lost. He's out. He's done. So, again, I hope I didn't upset anybody. I did say spoiler alert. I did say turn away from the radio. But people were starting. This guy's a professional sports better. They were betting on this. People were starting to, it just proves you can bet on anything in the world, right? Two bugs run across the floor. I got the cockroach hitting the wall first. Here's 10, right? People were starting to put big time money on this, how long it would go, where the streak would be. And Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy fans are fiercely loyal, which is why if somebody didn't catch my spoiler alert, I'm going to hear it from people. But that's incredible what this guy did, and he was just sure of the record. Just sure of the record. I'm, like, afraid right now. The, the Jeopardy people are going to come after me if they didn't catch the spoiler alert. I, maybe I shouldn't have done They Just forget the last five minutes ever happened, people. I don't know what you're talking about. Go, James! But he lost. Latest can't... No, you know what? I'm, I was going to do another story, but I probably should break here, so... Let us break. We'll continue on the other side. I will uh, hire security to keep the Jeopardy people from bombarding me with how dare you. Seth Goldberg told me something before he we went on the air today that I, I haven't quite gotten over. And I don't think I ever will. Even when he, when he writes this wrong, when he does fix this problem he has, I just, there's a hole in my heart. I knew it was you, Fredo, all along. Maybe I should have known this. This is 
This is hard to take. This is this is hard to process, but it's real. I think we got to talk this out on the air. We'll do it coming up. You're on the block, ESPN Radio. Thank you. Bye bye.